Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jens Heitland Show. This is a special episode where I bring the audio experience from my innovation culture coding live shows back into the Jens Heitland Show. Please enjoy the innovation culture coding audio experience. Hello, and welcome to Innovation Culture Coding Live, where we deconstruct a fiction case live in an environment where I show innovation coaches and consultants to do that. My name is Jens Heidland and I'm the host. And before we go into it, let's have a little shout out to one of our sponsors. It's the College of Extraordinary Experiences, which have, um, it's an amazing college where you learn on how you design experiences and they do one event per year. It's only one event and that's always around September, October. And there are a couple of places still left for the 2022 version. So if you're interested, go to the website heitlandinnovation.com. Let me just put, if I find it, the banner up here and go to heitlandinnovation.com. And there is the area of this show, which is innovation culture coding. You will find the sponsors as well and can find the way to that. Let me change it to this one. So today we're looking into future-proofing, future-proofing, how embracing change can help innovation and personal development. And let me bring on my guest of today. Hello, Gwen. Hello. Great to have you in the show. How are you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you. Looking forward to do the deconstruction to get today with you. Of course. <laughs> so, before we go into the case, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What are you doing? Uh, who am I? So I'm Gwen. Uh, I'm French. I live in the UK. I um, A long time ago, I trained as a chemist. I'm an engineer. Um, I started working in um, what you would call uh, consumer technical insights in an FMCG company. I did about 12 years of that. And after that, I decided to do that on my own as a freelance consultant. And um, so I'm still doing that today. And four years ago, I trained as an executive coach. Um, so I've added um, coaching to my to my tools. Great. So and and we ha we have discussed a little bit for everyone who is uh, watching it live. We always discuss before we go live what is the case we're deconstructing, and we have decided to go for a small, medium-sized company today which is looking to double down on sustainability. And we all know how important sustainability is and got even more over the last couple of years. 
So this company wants to double down on sustainability and they built a new innovation team that's supporting this movement and really looking into how they can make this happen. So that means this company has built this newly established innovation team and now they're looking for guidance for someone who can help them to, one thing is how to get started, how you structure it, how you you get organized in the team, but as well on how you solve the bigger challenge on the sustainability topics. And of course, being aware of that there's quite high pressure on that team because it's one of the big company directions. So that's the case. Gwen, how do we, we get started? <laughs> how do we get started? Well, um, uh, I think for me, one thing that's always important to do is obviously understand from um, whoever's, you know, the first goal we have, you know, and and uh, before I say yes, is understanding, you know, the challenge at hand, who's in the team, um, what's their own journey with sustainability as well, and mm. what is understanding the system they're operating in. So if you think about, you know, the team members, we, we talked about, you know, what why they're here. <laughs> Have they been forced to take that role on or, you know, did they do it willingly? I think, you know, that changed also the dynamic of, of, of the team. And then basically what's the first challenge they need to tackle. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know, what we call typically stakeholders interviews where you're trying to understand, you know, what's, what's at stake there. Um, what's the situation? Uh, mm. What do they know? And, and you know, where they want to go. That's always start with those questions, whether you're consulting or, or coaching anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing I'm particularly interested in is, um, you know, we were talking about their own personal journey is um, what do they know about sustainability themselves? Because I think that's always a starting point about you know the knowledge you're starting with and whether there's any gaps in that knowledge because how do you tackle a challenge if you're not quite sure about what you're meant to be tackling and how that resonates with you yeah um so if i understand you right you you first start with the team members on an individual level and then you look a little bit more into the team as a total to say hey how do you feel with the, the topic you get as as task as a group, um, how do you feel personally about that? What do you think about sustainability? Where are you on your journey? And then yeah, the because you know I think and I, I don't you know if you think about the change that have happened and the things that we've heard in the last year and a half, whether that's you know talking COVID or talking you know the COP twenty six that just happened in the UK, hmm. is there's a lot of information and you have to see through you know what matters and then it lends with you in a very different way. So, you know the emotional journey you're on, whether you're you feel very concerned or not so much, and then yeah. you know making sure that all the team members are on that on the same um, on the same boat in a way, yeah. right? I would like to d dive deeper into that. So. How would you do that with an individual team member? So you're starting, you're getting introduced. Hey, this is Kvan. She's supporting you guys. How would you How would you do that in more details with with a person? Um, I think there's something around understanding what they're first facing personally. So you know what kind of emotion that's that subject and the challenge they have from you know the work 
perspective actually stirs with, within them. You know, do they feel concerned? Do they feel um, hope? Hmm. Or is it a mixture of everything? And um, or do they feel grief? Because I think, you know, that's something that you've we've, we've heard a lot within um, the younger people actually, you know, do, you know, being present for Fridays for the future, for example, yeah. about the anxiety, that anxiety that's, that's going on, because I think um, that will impact how they show up within the team and, and the teamwork they will do together. Yeah. But I also, I think for me, there's also, there's that part, but then also do they understand what the team as a whole um, needs to deliver? Yeah. And that's how, how are you going to do that? Do you just throw them into a workshop or do you have a conversation with them? So what, what are the different things? How do, how do you do that? I'm going to be very cheeky. It depends on the, on, on the budget and the time that I'm, <laughs> I'm invited to help them on this one. I think it could be, um, I think it's the mixture of, of, of both, you know, like anything, you know, if you do a workshop, you have to do some preparation for it. So, yeah. you know, what are the kind of exercise you can have them do about, you know, the, the simple questions you could ask them is like, you know, how does that lend for you? Um, what are your hopes? What are your worries? And actually then having a session together sharing this, because I think it's good for the team leader as well, as the team members to hear and to see whether, whether they, you know, they, they have common fears, common hopes, and how that actually cement the, the team working together. I think that also, um, I'm assuming, and that's how I would want to work, is the fact that the team is actually pretty open to sharing those. Because I think for me, it's, it kind of gears how honest you are in terms of what you have to deliver, how honest you are in terms of the, the challenge um, you can have personally, as well as a team facing this together. Yeah. And I think there's part of that is just, or not just basic team development. I mean, if they haven't yeah. been working together, it's kind of, they need to get used to each other. Yeah. And that is part of building trust with each other. Yeah. And that's, it's, you know, in, in, in team coaching, you call that the psychological safety. So, you know, are you, are you free to share the things? Are you feeling like you're free to share the things? And um, do you feel like you will be judged when you're doing it or not, which actually mm. impacts, you know, how freely you can do it. Um, and I think so, that's, for me, that's also shifted in the last year and a half with what companies had to go through with COVID because some of the emotions that we knew we had, but were suppressed because there was no time for it. We had yeah. to face them because of the challenge we faced personally, um, and within work together. So, so you, you, you started with the individuals, then you go into the team perspective. Do they understand what challenges they are facing? How do you take that to the next level? So, um, I think, you know, we were talking about, you know, it's like, you know, the company wants to double down on sustainability. So I'm assuming that they have an objective that they will share with me at some point, whether that's, you know, a new product development or product pipeline or or just um, a way of thinking, um, you know, sustainable innovation in that way. So I think for me, then it's um, um, it's making sure you're exploring 
what's 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 going on for that mm. challenge so you know what's what i is the challenge they're actually facing so really framing up um the the problem mm. the extent of the problem who it affects or what's the solution they're 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 seeking to achieve for their end clients um and then really really having the team um write that down in a way that's you know that's the um that's the working um challenge they're all going to work against yeah so i think making sure that it's very clear for everybody and at that point you probably have you know kind of stakeholders involvement or stakeholders of of their wishes which yeah. actually um um make the challenge real or big or you know it's like the size of the challenge and the deliverables. And then I think it's, as part of that, the second step within this is once you frame the problem and the challenge is what, um, what are they hoping for? What's mm. the outcome they're hoping for? Um, what, what would they like to happen as a team in terms of deliverables um, at the end? Yeah. Um, whether that's for them, for the stakeholders and for the end consumer. So kind of really labeling that so that you know we're we're clear for them what they're aiming for yeah how do you how do you work with the leadership so i understand the team part do you then bring the leadership as part of the stakeholders on board as well like the management this team is reporting to as an example um yes i think i i think it's important to have reviews with those guys so you know if if it's a small company they probably might be involved in that workshop as well so that we yeah. define that together because i think at least everybody's on the same page and i think it's always nice to hear from key stakeholders what their expectations are hmm. so, so yeah go ahead no no you go <laughs> <laughs> so so you go from the personal to the team and then you involve the stakeholders in defining the problem and the challenge and then look into what what are they after from a mm. solution perspective mm. how, how how do you take it from there to say okay now we have explored this like you said to how do we get towards making this happen well that's the, that's the next step so i think um I'm expecting some some obstacles and difficulties along the way, you know. Um, it's like the hero quest. <laughs> there's a there's a monster or a mountain, that, you know. So I think you know understanding what the obstacles or the difficulties they see happening, whether that's from a resource standpoint, um, you know, supply chain, or just you know making the product or understanding the the consumer the end consumer you know what what's missing in all this that needs to be understood to, to be moving forward yeah and i guess it can be even internal stakeholders who can be yes. the obstacles at least in or my budget. experience yeah yeah um and then you know as part of this is what what are what helps so you know is there current knowledge do they know um, um, cause I, I guess, you know, if it's an innovation team, have they involved the supply, the supply chain people or the salespeople, if they know there's going to be obstacles around that, because, you know, how do you tap into these resources to understand, mm. um, what could be the next, the next step? Um, 
or their own individual resources because some of them have got experience on um, other departments in that company or, you know, based on what they've worked on before or um, or who they know. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's it, it sounds so silly, but it's when I have been working in-house, sometimes it's more important whom you know <laughs> yeah. than, than other things because you can just talk to a person who is talking to another person and things get done or get yeah. supported. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget that, you know, as a, companies have been through different kind of challenges, but there's things to learn from that challenge because some of the obstacles were the same. So how did someone else tackle it? And yeah. I think it's it's very much true as a as a team or business level as it it is on a personal level as well hmm. um but sometimes you know and i think that's why it's very important to to stop and think that through at every step because you forget that answers could be lying very close to you um that could help you you know go over some of these obstacles so you know what and then yeah. The other thing as well as so we've looked at internal resources, but what external resources do they need? Um, because out there, there, there are some brilliant knowledge on, you know, um, circular um, 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 development and mm. what you do around this and people externally may have more knowledge. Um, so I think it's a it's a 360 degrees of what do you know personally, what do you know internally, what challenge have you faced that were similar, and then who else is the beacon of knowledge in that area that you could tap into? Huh. So when when you do that, I guess it's not yeah l let's discuss it and then we're done. It's also kind of a process and step by step. How how would you curate that that they go into that? Um, I think. Um, well, you know, some people work with 60-day plans, 90-day plans. So I think, you know, there's, there's around, <laughs> depending on which which company you come from, or 30-day plans or two-week. or huh. So, um, you know, it's it's how do you decide how often review the, the progress. And I think um, this is also the next step in terms of once you've evaluated what, you know, the obstacle, the resources you have is, okay, if we were to do X, that would be the first, you know, um, the first thing that would really help moving the project forward. So, you know, what are the kind of achievable steps in the next seven to 14 days that, you know, team members could do? And then, you know, is it, so if it, if it's seven days, how do we reconvene in seven days to see what, how the project change? Or, or I think you have to define the milestones that are really important because there's always this, um, if it's a very early on project, there's a like a three months window. And so every month you review what you've been up to, but then maybe there's a milestone every two weeks to make sure that you're on track. Yeah. And then halfway through, you know, whether you'll be on track for three months or if you need more or um, defining, you know, the gateways to move to the next step as well, I think is really important. So um, some companies are already have that available if they've gone through that process uh, multiple times and some companies are working through it in terms of what makes sense depending on what the project is so you know that's something i'm happily involved in to discuss okay what's the next milestone yeah that makes sense and what you know how does that fit with the stakeholder reviews as well yeah super important and i think it's also one thing i have i have learned in the past is also you need to show the progress 
to yes. a steering committee or a board or whatever it is yeah. on a constant base, not just working underground, even that it is maybe a hidden innovation thing or whatever. Very important. Yeah, and I, I, I think and it's 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 all something you've been through if you've worked in corporate or if you work with separate clients, like how do you manage expectations? Yeah. Of you know the the milestone you you're meant to be reaching and what's the process to get there, so um, I think it's it is coming back to the honesty and the openness in terms of sharing issues or sharing su successes and and moving from one milestone to the next, but make sure you you have these discussions early rather than later. Yeah, super important. How do you work with so? There's one one thing, establishing a new team inside an existing corporate culture um, with, I mean, this, this organization, at least, if they're setting up towards sustainability, it hasn't been done like this before. Mm -hmm. So how do you work with, hey, you need to get towards this direction because it's, it's, it's the pressure you guys have, but the company culture is not in, aligned with that yet? <laughs> oh, I've never heard that before. Um, yeah, that's why I'm asking. Um, <laughs> yeah, it never happens. I don't know what you mean. Um, I think that's an interesting one because I think there's, um, you know, it's like, is it a top down? Is it a bottom up kind of thing? Is is um, what has what's the message that the top is sending, and how is it lived through the company? So. Um, I think up to, I'd say probably a couple of years in certain bigger companies, sustainability was a token and a box that you have to have ticked. Yeah. I think now is is you just can't survive if it's that way. Um, or if you're surviving and it's that, still that way, I think you need to ask yourself a question because when it comes to future-proofing, I don't think you're in the right place. That's my personal view, but, you know, um, you need you need to catch that train um so i think you know it's you have to go beyond sustainability being a token of something that yeah let's tick that box because it's nice on on our results um i think that's something that you have to be to embody and become purposeful about so i think there's there's an exercise from the top and then it's also understanding you know that's that's the thing we were talking about at the beginning is where is each of your individual employee on that journey yeah. to understand because if you you know it's it's like pushing anything down it's if you haven't brought your 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 employees with it or understand why it's meaningful and why you can't escape it um then you know there's there's it's it's not going to thrive um, I think you you always have people employees that find it very important, but it's not always the case. And and the people that find it is like something that you shove down their throat. They need to be brought on board. So I think it's it's kind of a combination of finding your your supporters for for it throughout the company and using those people to be you know educators around everywhere, as well as making it a purpose rather than just a token. Yeah. And I think that's, like you mentioned already, inside the explore phase, this stakeholder involvement, most probably it's not just 
in the beginning, it's throughout in between. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think changing organization culture is, is longer, but, um, you know, it's, it's, if it's what you've decided to do, then, you know, you, how do you portray it? How do you behave it? You know, talking about it and how you talk about it. Um, and why does it matter? I think, you know, it's, it's the emotional connection as well. The same way as, um, you know, when I was starting working on brands in the, at the end of, in the early 2000, um, you know, it was, it was very functional. It's like, you know, people need to buy you. And then there's all these linked with the emotional connection you have with your brand. It's like, you know, but the emotion that something evokes in you and how you deal with that emotion is, is everything. So whether that's why you're committed to working for a certain company or why you decide to buy a brand because of that connection and of the things they do or they don't do. So yeah, and it, I think it's 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 as well connect to if people want to work in that organization, not just mm. customers or consumers buying something from that organization. Yeah, it's getting more and more important, I believe, at least in the future. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Huh. So we started personal with the team, went into individuals, the team itself, brought inside the explorer part brought the stakeholders on board and then looked into what are the different challenges, obstacles, resources, and so on. And then really went into, okay, looking into priorities and focus and what are the milestones to get moving? What are what are the next steps for the team? How would you guide them? Well, um, so, so, so I guess then afterwards, it's what they've decided, what they've want to do and the uh, the the challenge or the product they want to develop it's you know how do you bring that together so how do you know what that product what job that product's going to do in in the consumer or the shopper's mind mm. um um and then understand um you know the the shopper's journey throughout and you know the touch points that that um the product has with with the consumers and how you um you develop this, how you prototype this so that you get exposure and you understand whether it's going to work or not. You know, the same way as we were talking about, um, you know, the challenges and, you know, how you scope out the team, um, whether that work, what's the, you know, what's, how do you show that works? It's like, you know, proper prototyping early so that you learn whether this has legs or not in a way. And then how do you shift and you integrate your learning into the next version before you you talk about your your launch um but i would expect <laughs> if that if that company's developed product before that they would know that piece so i think it's it's more um um they would have uh, you know lived through that already at some point yeah. um i think in making sure that you know whatever charter they've defined for that product and, you know, how that cycle of, you know, sustainability at each touch point, whether that's from um, the minute you start making that product to the end of the life of that product, that Mm -hmm. they manage that throughout. um, And they're really, as you were saying, double down on it. You know, it's, it's critical to see, okay, at each point, it's the same kind of process is, you know what are what, what you what's the challenge? What you're looking for? What are the obstacles? You know what are the resources you have available to change this? And what's the shift? And what's what you're changing? And when do you see the the results of that? Um, yeah. 
I think for me, it's almost an iteration of the same process, but a different, a different type, of a different time in the in the in the delivery of the product, design yeah. and delivery of the product. The challenge might be if they have done products before, like you said, doing them, doing the same pro process or similar process, and then adding sustainability as the demand which means all the different people who are connected to that process inside the value chain, they need to think differently. I guess yeah. this kind of mindset. And, that's Yeah, and I think for me, you know, the same way as you have, um, well, it, it's building sustainability at each point. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you think about, okay, um, raw materials, so what are you going to do differently there? Where mm -hmm. are they coming from? Um What's the the challenge on 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 supply chain? How does that how, how does that affect, you know the, just however you know sustainability rating you want to put to your what's what's putting in your product when it's in you. That's why I was referring to touch points, I guess. When it's when the when the uh, the consumer is using it, you know, do they have to use water? Do you have to use uh, something else with it? So how does that impact as well? What's happening from a sustainability standpoint when? people are using the product. Um, but then, you know, if you have to change your manufacturing line, then it's, it's got a big impact on all this. So, and then, you know, where do you ship it to and from? And uh, um, it, it, I find that fascinating because it's it's all these touch points that actually make a difference in terms of how you think of your, your product development. It's yeah. a massive challenge, but it's, it's an exciting one as well. Yeah, but, but I think that's also what a lot of companies don't see in the beginning. They're saying, yeah, we are changing the direction. We double down on sustainability. Then what that means, if you truly do that, means you're you're kind of looking at the totality and shake the total company. I mean, that's not what you set out to do, but in the end, you will, you're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. You look into what are your processes? How do you manufacture? How do you design and develop product, products? But as well, how do you communicate? Because all of that need to be coherent to be successful. Yes, throughout. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And and then that's why I'm I'm often and we discussed that before recording or before going live. It's not recording. I mean, it's recording <laughs> on top. Um, that that is sometimes it's helpful to have a coach, and and I'm a true believer. Everyone should have a coach or a mentor on a personal level, but every business should have that as well, because it's, you get so much insights from having someone who is helping you and guiding you through a process like we just discussed, because you're not involved in the internal grind. Yeah. You, you're, you're more removed from that. What are your experiences on that? On uh, helping people. Some... Yeah, no, I agree. I think sometimes you need an external pair of eyes to, to, um, um, to hold a mirror against you saying, okay, well, you took sustainability, but you haven't changed your process and you're using as much water as before. And it's, <laughs> or, or that kind of thing. But I think it's, it's, um, it's a big step because you could be considered as a meddler or, mm -hmm. you know, someone that's kind of, um, you know, being nosy. Um, but, and I think that's a challenge as well is, it's a value-added role. It's not just um, so. If you don't have that person doing it inside your company, you need someone to give you that fresh pair of eyes, 
And, you know, that's the value that you see someone when you're coaching someone on a personal level or uh, even if when you're facilitating a workshop on, on innovation and you ask that question, that's a bit difficult. Yeah, where you, you see arms getting crossed and <laughs> people kind of reacting to this. It's it's just, I think it can save you resources and time and money in the long run, but it's an investment in the first place. But it's an investment. It's not a, you know, a one-time thing if you don't have that capability inside your company. If we double down on the difficult part, so every organization, and let's say there's a what what we have spoken about, there's quite a huge change part of it. So people need to change, processes need to change. There will be this team, if we take the team, they will face difficulties internally where I always call it the internal immune system is working against you because they don't want to have this change. How do you prepare this team to understand and as well deal with it? Mm. Um, I think that's 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 part of of scooping up the challenges that we were talking about because I think you know, um, it's it's internal challenges with other with other department and reluctance, um, and uh, I'm actually thinking it's like we need a team of coaches for that, but uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's another issue but i think it's 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 really um I, I think it's a tricky one because you know as we were talking about you know you you were mentioning the fact about you know it, it it's it's all these different departments actually need to face their own challenges as well and that needs to come to the surface because i think you um as you you know as you as you were saying earlier is like if you keep that hidden you can't move forward because people are going to just going to say no so mm -hmm. if you if you're really serious about it you know we were talking about the top and the, the kind of bottom down it's like what each department has a role to play in in scoping out the challenges that mean for them mm -hmm. so i would almost actually see that making sure that that in the innovation team you've got someone from each of the different you know, the, the, the supply, you know, the processing, the, um, you know, the new product development, the raw material team, all these kind of things, because the marketing, the sales and, and, because uh, otherwise you're, you need to have this conversation in the open um, with all your team members, yeah, whether they're I'm, young I'm, or old. <laughs> I'm, I'm just muting because my little daughter is in front of the door and is banging the door and shouting. I, 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 I don't know if you can hear that. Yes. <laughs> that's that's how it is in, in live COVID, COVID streams. <laughs> yes. So what else did we f forget hmm. on the process level? So you, you have taken them from personal level team looking to explore what the challenges and the problems are, then involving the stakeholders as part of that focusing on the obstacles, understanding of where do they come from, what, what they mm. are, looking into resources, expectations, and then looking into product development cycles, job to be done, journey, touch points. 
Yeah, I think one thing actually, uh, which actually can can put it together is if you think about it, about, you know, what are all the systems that you're part of? So, you know, you've got your, because I think that's, that's, so the innovation team are probably the, um, <laughs> this, this, the, um, the flag holders for the, uh, that's just an ability to double down, but then what yeah. system are they part of? So, you know, if, if they're coming from the different functions, you've got all these systems and then you've got the overall system of the company and the, the you know, I don't know, the CEO, the, the main stakeholder for this. And then you've got that bigger system of, you know, where you play as a company. Um, so I think there's there's all this tension around those different systems that need to be worked on yeah. and acknowledged. Um so I think that's probably uh, the way to. It's becoming very complex, but I think you know that's the the world we live but in, that's right? Exactly, yeah. but, and and I think it's not just not just the internal systems as well external systems. Of course, when you yeah. work with your suppliers, um, customers, uh, competition, even. Yeah, and then the 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 to challenge of the world, you know, because they if those guys are doubling down on sustainability in the first place, you know planet earth seems to be mattering for them so you know that's the ultimate yeah. system that we're all part of yeah. so how does that you know um yeah it's I, I i love it so one question i always ask before we go towards the end is can you describe your dream client to us mm. um I think it's it's interesting because I think it's probably somehow um, in the title of, of this discussion today is someone who wants to future-proof and is ready to embrace change and and all the messiness of it. Um, because, I th you know, as a, as we were talking, it's like, you know, it's like you've, you've got the, um, the, the kind of the team system dynamic as well as your personal dynamic and how comfortable some of that can be and I think you know we've been uncomfortable with with our own stuff for the last two years um and and so how do you make sure that you embrace that and you're re ready to embrace that um because that's the only way you could um you can move forward yeah so I think it's it's someone who's willing to to bring their um yeah, to be vulnerable and honest. That's it's not one. easy. But, uh, you <laughs> no, know, I was about to say. Let's face it. It's not even yeah. easy for us individuals to actually realize that. And, and it's like there's some days where it works quite well and some days that it doesn't. Let's face it. So Yeah. But I think coming back to, to, to what we said is if you then have an external coach consultant who is – who has done this before and who has done other things to support companies, it's it's very, very helpful because they can as well tell the stories from other people or other organizations, even without taking the names, mm. because they have experienced it and they have seen, hey, it's not going to be easy. Of course, that's what everyone sees on social media or in the media in general. It, <laughs> it looks positive or the outcome is often positive, but it's it's hard work specifically to get towards sustainability if you haven't been there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a process. It's a yeah. journey. Yeah. So um, it, it's not going to be, it's, it's a shift, you know, that's why 
when um, um, I don't know if you if you're familiar with well, obviously TED probably you know the TED talks and and mm. so they launched TED Countdown last year and it's like we have a decade to work on this, mm. um, so it, it's not going to be done in in a day, but how do you build those steps? And I think. I think interestingly, and that's that's why I was talking about personal development as well in innovation, it always comes down to building your own resilience as well as the resilience of your company. Yeah. And uh, adopting adopting um thought process that help you do that and move forward. Yeah. Super important. Good. I think we 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 made it. Yay! <laughs> so, so for everyone who is watching this later on or still live, please head over to heightlandinnovation.com slash innovation culture coding, where you will find a landing page and find everything about Gwen, where we have the audio recordings later, the video recordings, different clips, and of course, as well, uh, click through possibility to see what Gwen's business is about and finding contact details to her offer as well. Gwen, thank you very much for being on the live show. It was a pleasure having you and um, really interesting how you work with clients and how you help companies to innovate. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You will find the links and resources in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, the most impactful thing you can do is subscribing to the show on any of the podcasting platforms and give me a review. This will help me to reach more innovators around the world and bring some of you into the show. If you have any question to the guest or want to engage with me, feel free to reach out to me on social media and contact me there. Thanks and see you in the next episode.